Do you understand what you are reading? Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're moving on today in our study of Acts chapter 8. Today we're going to be looking at verses 29 through 33. And this is the second part of Luke's account of Philip's encounter with the Ethiopian eunuch uh, that he was led to witness to. And um, following the leading of the Holy Spirit, uh, Philip sought this man out and um, began to witness to him about the gospel. And so uh, we're moving right along in chapter 8, coming to the conclusion here in the next couple of days. And um, looking forward to seeing what uh, Luke has to share with us. Uh, It's been quite a journey up to this point as we have been slowly sort of marching through the book of Acts, looking at the first century uh, church through the lens of this wonderful account. And uh, such a beautiful reminder of the fresh vibrancy of uh, that uh, church movement um, operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's exciting to read. (laughs) It uh, makes you wish that you were there and um, uh, able to see all of the things that were happening, uh, the signs and wonders, the thousands of people coming to faith in Christ in one setting. Um, There was just a powerful move of God in those days. And I don't think God is um, moving in any less powerful ways. I think it has to do with our openness and our willingness to see God move, Um, our desire, our hunger for the movement of God. Uh, This was a culture that um, uh, was hungry for the move of God. These were people that were desperate for God to move in their situation. Some of their needs were beyond medical science uh, capabilities at the time. Uh, Some of their needs were... uh, for daily provisions. Some of their needs were uh, related to protection and care uh, because of the unsafe environment uh, that they were in because of the persecution they were facing. There were so many things coming at the first century church that we're not faced with, that we don't have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Uh, But let us not forget that there are uh, brothers and sisters across the world who are in situations very much like what the first century church was facing in, in, in countries where persecution is very real and where the risk of following Jesus could ultimately lead to imprisonment or death. And so let us not forget that while we enjoy the protections of the rule of law, other places don't have that, um, don't have that covering. And so let's remember our brothers and sisters in those places. Well, before we get into the text today, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word as always, and we pray that you would tune us in to the sound of your voice that we might receive all that you have for us today, and we give you thanks in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Acts 8, uh, 29 through 33. And the Spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. 
and like a lamb before its shear is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. Uh, what a beautiful moment. Um, first of all, Philip was obedient and going when God sent an angel to say go. And the going was very clear. The angel gave him very specific instructions about where he was to go. And he immediately encounters this scene with this man in the chariot reading the book of Isaiah. Um, we talked the other day about how God will lead us to the exact place we need to go if we're listening and we're willing to be obedient uh, to his calling. And that God will orchestrate many opportunities for us to be a witness for him. We just have to be willing to enter those opportunities. And so here's this guy sitting in this chariot. He's the um, assistant to the queen of Ethiopia. And he's obviously spiritually curious because he's come to Jerusalem to worship and he's reading the scriptures. But it must have been apparent to Philip in his spirit that the man may not have understood what he was reading. Because I love Philip's question as he went over to the chariot to join this man. He ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and asked him a very simple question. Do you understand what you're reading? Interestingly, <laughs> the man re replies with a question, how can I unless someone guides me? <laughs> so uh, what a great question Philip offers. Do you understand what you're reading? I think when we're mentoring and discipling young believers, that is a question that we must ask frequently. Well, what are you getting out of this? What are you understanding about what you're reading? What's confusing you? What's maybe holding you back from getting from the word all that God has for you? It's a great question, and it really invites some conversation. And the man was honest. He said, how can I unless someone guides me? And so he was, in that very moment, uh, Philip was asking an open-ended question that would engage conversation, um, kind of expressing a willingness to engage this man in what he was doing. And the man uh, responds with a question that is a signal to interest in being helped. Um, his question was basically saying, hey, I know, and how can I possibly understand this unless someone guides me? In other words, he was extending an invitation for someone with greater knowledge than him to come alongside of him and help him understand what he was reading and what he was absorbing from the word. And so he invited Philip to come up and sit with him in the chariot. And the passage that he happened to be reading was a prophecy about the Messiah. And this is exactly what Jesus did um, and dying for us. <laughs> and God set the stage beautifully for Philip to go into a conversation with this man about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, the whole thing, we can see the Holy Spirit's orchestration of this moment, of this opportunity for faith sharing. And the Holy Spirit is always behind uh, orchestrating the opportunities we have for faith sharing. Uh, it is not the Spirit uh, not providing opportunities. It's often our uh, spiritual radar is not uh, attuned to what the Spirit is doing. God is creating opportunities all around us every day. We don't always have the ears to hear, the eyes to see, the awareness of the moment that we're in because we get bogged down by our schedule and our busyness and our, our routines and our 
and uh, our expectations of how the day might go and all of these things. Uh, but if we start our day and we surrender our moments to the Lord and we ask that God would orchestrate our moments, more and more and more will we see these kinds of opportunities popping up for us. All right, my friends, uh, great scripture today. I'm challenged by it, and I'm grateful for Philip's witness and his obedience. Uh, and I would uh, make it my prayer this day that my obedience would be just as willing and that my spiritual awareness would be tuned in in the same way as Philip's was. All right, my friends, God bless you. Have a great day.